0: Blog Talk Radio. My Willow's L.I.V.E. presents Evolve, featuring your host, Robin White-Turtle-Lizney.
1: for joining us on this episode of Evolve, Nurturing the New in Consciousness, the Arts, and Culture, with your host, Robin white turtle Listening. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. The arts and evolving consciousness are how we are bringing that change to the culture at large. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of the times we are in. Your host in helping you evolve is Robin White Turtle-Isney, who received her Master's in Fine Arts from Mills College in Creative Writing in 2012 and her Ph.D. in energy medicine in 2013. She is an author of three books, the most recent being Heart Path, Learning to Love Yourself and Listening to Your Guides. She has published poetry in many literary journals and numerous anthologies, and her poem First Step was selected for reading by survivors at the Virginia Tech Memorial Bench Dedication in April 2010. In addition to her writing, Robin is also an artist whose work has been shown widely throughout the Midwest and East Coast. Robin White-Turtle-Lisney is a psychic medium and energy medicine practitioner through East-West Bookstore in Mountain View, California, through her office in Santa Cruz, California, and across the country by phone. Robin travels across the country as a speaker and leading workshops. To find out more about Robin, you can visit her website at www.thecenterforthesoul.com. So take a breath, relax, and let yourself evolve with your host, Robin White Turtle, listening.
2: Welcome to the show. This is Robin white turtle listening, and today I'm with Julia Chiapella. She's the director of the Young Writers Program in Santa Cruz County. Uh, a poet and a writer herself, she and colleagues Jory Post and Karen Ackland created the Santa Cruz Writes in the fall of 2011 to enhance literary opportunities for Santa Cruz County residents. And uh, she's been directing the Young Writers Program, uh, which is a joint project with the Santa Cruz Rights and the Santa Cruz County Office of Education since the fall of 2012. She's also a former art director for ETR Associates and a freelance journalist covering the arts for the Bay Area. And she has an MA in education and taught school in the elementary level and uh, as a writing specialist, so welcome, Julia.
3: Thank you, Robin. It's good to be here, yeah,
2: yeah, I'm very excited. I like to do a program a year on kids, and um, this is I think my third year doing the radio show. And I just love what you're doing with the Young Writers Program, so I wanted to learn a little more about it. (laughs) Well,
3: great. It's a terrific program, and we're so pleased and honored to be able to offer it to teachers locally and grateful for our space at the Santa Cruz County Office of Education. They've been great supporters of the program. So we're very, very happy to be here and serving local kids.
2: Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about how it started. Um, You created Santa Cruz Writes. So
3: initially uh, we created Santa Cruz Writes, which also um, produces Frenzy Literary Magazine, which is an online quarterly literary magazine that folks who are writers, adults who are writers in the county can um, submit to. So that was our our first uh, venture. And then we created this proposal and presented it to the County Office of Education. The county was extremely generous in uh, giving us an opportunity to begin this for the public school students in grades 4 through 12 and provide us with a home. And it's been an incredible uh, relationship with them since then. We feel incredibly supported and... um, uh, uh, What other word am I trying to think of? Um, We're just supported. We feel supported and encouraged by them to offer this to students.
2: That's so great. That's so great.
3: It's terrific. Now, yeah.
2: How does the program work exactly? Because you're in the county office of education, so you're working in all different kinds of school districts.
3: So we are working, the county <clears throat> oversees all 10 districts in uh, Santa Cruz County. So from uh, Pajaro Valley Unified School District in South County all the way up to San Lorenzo Valley um, Unified School District in North County and even the tiny little Pacific Elementary which is a one school district in Davenport. Mm -hmm. We've been in all of those districts and um, we uh, contact or are contacted by teachers who are interested in having a writing project in their classroom. And then we uh, embed our projects, which run usually six to eight weeks in the classroom, twice a week for an hour each, and bring volunteers in with those projects Mm
4: -hmm. to work
3: with students um, um, in usually a small group atmosphere. Um, And then they encourage and support students in the process of their writing and help them with Uh, imagery and word choice and organization and um, help them get a really great title or whatever it is they're working on. Mm -hmm. They really support them because our volunteers are incredibly dedicated to not only writing but to students who are working on developing their writing.
2: Oh, that's so great. And so you get a volunteer to go into the classroom and then the volunteer basically, you train the volunteers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and usually we have, um,
3: on average, classroom size runs about 30 students
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, we usually bring we'd like to have at least um a five to one ratio five students to one uh volunteer which oh. we we call writing project assistants,
4: uh-huh.
3: and um so they the the that writing project assistant will work with those five students for the duration of the project
4: mhm mm-hmm. so mm.
3: but its it really speaks to um part part of what our mission is is to also help teachers because having a teacher ably and respectfully and thoroughly comment on a student's work when they have 30 students in a classroom is just not possible
4: mm-hmm. and
3: writing is a complex higher order thinking skill
4: mm-hmm. so
3: students need a lot a lot of practice and they need a lot of good feedback
4: mm-hmm. uh, in
3: order to get better so this is the the benefit and the boon of the Young Writers Program in helping teachers help students become better writers.
2: Mhm, mhm. And so you you almost form like little critique groups. It sounds like in it's the a classroom, a little
3: bit like workshopping, mm-hmm. uh, right? A mm-hmm. writing piece. Mm-hmm. Um, they get lots of feedback, and we have trainings for our volunteers. Um, so. You know, not everybody's worked with students, and not everybody can manage the behavior issues that often come up when you're working with small groups of students. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have trainings that encourage volunteers how to listen to students, how to help them develop their voice, how to focus in on the things that are really important about the writing, leaving things like the conventions until the very end, Mm -hmm. because um, what's really important is that students engage with their minds and really have kind of a metacognitive experience around their their writing Mm -hmm. so that they can learn how to really fall in love with their thinking and Mm -hmm. then get those thoughts down on the page Mm
4: -hmm. and
3: not have to worry about the fine-tuning of conventions until the very end not Mm -hmm. to say that conventions aren't important and absolutely necessary but we don't want students to be uh, encumbered by thinking about oh do i need a period here oh no this is the wrong way to spell that word because that'll cut off their imagination and creativity and the flow of what they're thinking quicker than anything else.
2: Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. so you don't worry about the grammar or the punctuation? And Not until the very
3: end of the process.
2: Uh-huh, Not uh-huh. until the
3: very end of the process.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So they just get a chance to creatively write on different topics and themes? Uh, or? Different
3: product prod, um, topics, yes. Typically what we've focused on is personal narratives. So that seems to be the most popular um, uh, genre. Mm-hmm. In the classroom, because of the Common Core standards, which are very much in effect now in public school classrooms, teachers are focusing primarily on personal narrative, uh, expository writing, uh, essays, and argument. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really the research, the persuasive essay, and the personal narrative mm-hmm. that they tend to focus on. Mm-hmm. So we are uh, Common Core um, aligned. The the project is the program is pro- uh, Common Core aligned, and what we really want to be able to do is create get that sense of, of of word choice and metaphor and simile the descriptive language that can be in place in the personal narrative and then can be applied to any other kind of writing mm-hmm. and will make every writing more interesting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh uh better to read both mm-hmm. well, so it's so it's you know both for the <laughs> the writer and the subsequent reader who mm-hmm. who will read the writing,
2: yeah yeah. Well, and when and children do, anyone does a personal narrative, there's more engagement immediately. Oh, absolutely. You know, because you're telling your story.
3: Absolutely. And that yes. becomes
2: really important. It um, does. And then it also, I imagine you have in Watsonville and, and other areas of Santa Cruz, we have a lot of immigrant children from Mexico and from other countries.
3: Absolutely, um, and they have a really important stories to tell, and those stories tend to get lost. A little bit in the shuffle of what is academically required right, so we see a lot of um, there are a lot of amazing stories out there about parents who worked hard and struggled to get to this country to get their children a better life um, uh grandparents who did the same um, there's also stories you know that are 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 more tender and um um heart. Not only heartwarming, but sometimes heartbreaking mm-hmm. about stu- families that get uh, broken up and the things that happen in families that students um, uh, see over mm-hmm. the over the course of you know all the students that we have in the in the public school system. So it really gives these students an opportunity to talk and reflect. Most importantly, to reflect on the things that have happened in their lives and mm-hmm. how those things have made them who they are mm-hmm. and how those things. Can help them contribute to the greater fabric of society, and also see that they're not alone, that mm-hmm. lots of people are experiencing similar things that they're going through
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, so that's you know from the personal narrative side we've had we've covered topics like um uh, I think one of our first publications in the fall of two thousand and twelve was uh tentatively titled Important things I've Learned." And that was a project at Mission Hill Middle School in Santa Cruz. And what it ended up um, being titled, because the students really didn't like that word, important. They didn't want to be nailed down to Mm -hmm. (laughs) something being so important that it changed the course of their life. So they ended up writing about, we crossed out, and we actually did this um, visually on the cover. We crossed out the important and wrote stuff over that. So ah. it was stuff I learned. But they were all interesting um, life experiences that they had gone through as, you know, I mean, these were 14 year olds, or 13, 14 year olds. So things that they had gone through mm-hmm. that had created, you know, uh, an issue or, or a a, um, a climactic event in their life thus far that they could reflect on and really see how it changed their thinking or change some aspect of their life.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, <clears throat> if, you know, if children are moving from one country to another or they're experiencing lots of changes in their families, you know, divorce or death or um, other transitions, moving, even moving can be very traumatic Ab- for kids.
3: Absolutely. You know, moving from yeah. school
2: district to school, school district, then they're going to have... Um, experiences that, you know, have shaken them up. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, so then the lessons out of those things, of course, are always really profound. Yeah, very profound.
3: Things. We had yeah. another project that we did at SoCal High School two years ago where um, we had students, mm-hmm. and this was in a English language um, learner's class, so it was students of all ages, all high school ages at SoCal High, Um, for whom English was a second language. And because they were having a little bit more difficulty with their writing than their peers, the um, prompt that we came up with, or the project that we came up with, focused on having students write three short paragraphs. One from where they were in their life, and it could be either a physical location or, you know, or something else, mm-hmm. and one where they are now in their life, <clears throat> and then one paragraph on what it was like to live between those two worlds. Mm. And we actually took an anchor statement, a sentence from that middle paragraph, and then turned that into a poster called Between Two Worlds. Uh-huh. So students really got to reflect on what it was that they were where they were living and how that was affecting them uh-huh. and it was a really powerful poster and it was a powerful project for those students
2: uh-huh. not
3: unlike our um, not quite as powerful as our the project we did at juvenile hall but
2: oh you're in juvenile hall as well, that's yes. terrific
3: uh-huh. that was uh-huh. uh, the year before last, actually that was that same year and uh, we had our WPA's go into juvenile hall and work with students on poetry there mm-hmm. and it was an incredibly powerful experience for not only the students mm-hmm. who were who wound up many of them being very moved by the power of poetry writing mm-hmm. but incredibly powerful for the volunteers who worked on that project Mm -hmm. and really didn't have an idea about what they would encounter in Mm -hmm. Juvenile Hall. Mm -hmm. And it opened up the hearts of everybody involved Yeah. and resulted in a book called Voices from the Inside Mm -hmm. that also contained artwork by those same students. So Mm -hmm. they, they wrote some poems. And um, maybe, you know, in a little bit, I might even be able to read one of those Oh, poems. I'd love
2: to have you read some of those yeah. poems and stories from the kids. Yeah. Yeah, it'd yeah. be great.
3: That's, it's, that's a great one. Yeah. It's a yeah. really terrific one.
2: Well, I imagine the volunteers um, encountered a whole lot of grief in there, as well as regret and, like, the challenges that these kids are going through. And, and
3: there there are some pretty powerful things that these these young people are going through Mm -hmm. that they they have to negotiate maneuver in order to uh, go on with their life to possibly make amends to um, take responsibility for what they've done Mm
4: -hmm.
3: um, and to deal with the system Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't necessarily that everyone we were working with was on board a hundred percent and realized what they had done and how they needed to um, possibly change things but Mm -hmm. Um, it was down the line um an experience that everyone will remember.
2: mhm, mhm, yeah, well, I know that whenever uh children engage their imagination you know in in poetry or learn about how to even begin a poem you know, there, there's a depth that comes out of that that's mm-hmm. just so sweet and, and also very profound, I mean, for everyone, but mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's wonderful.
3: Yeah, our, our we have a local a poet in town, Patrice Beccione, you probably know her, yes, and she's, sure. she's done a workshop for us and um, taught poetry with kids for decades, uh, and she always encourages students to write from the bottom of your heart. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's, Really, what happened at Juvenile Hall, it's happening right now at Galt Elementary, where we're going to have a reading tonight of students who finished their poetry, oh, and uh, we'll be reading their poems for family and friends gathered in the auditorium there.
2: Uh-huh. So, oh, yeah. oh, wonderful. Yeah. And then you produce books, right?
3: We produce books, and yeah. then we sell
2: them at Bookshop Santa Cruz. So.
3: <laughs> Uh yeah. Um and we've done that since the beginning. Bookshop Santa Cruz is an incredible partner that we have to that they really believe strongly in the in the program. Mm-hmm. Um good readers make good writers, so mm-hmm. uh and vice versa, one hopes. Yeah. So these uh students all get to have their work collected in a professionally um designed and uh laid out publication. Mm-hmm. And then it's sold, and we have a year end reading at Bookshop Santa Cruz. Students who have participated in our projects can self select to read at Bookshop at the end of the academic school year. And we really encourage them to do that because that's part when you're a published writer, uh-huh. that's what you do. Yeah. You go out on the book circuit and right. you read at bookstores. Right. So right. that gives uh, students a real impetus to go to work hard, number one, on their work because yes. their audience is bigger. Yeah. than just the classroom. Right. These books are going out into the world and people are reading them and teachers are picking them up as mentor texts for their classrooms, you know. Mm. We've had people tell us, you know, in Oregon and Utah that they've picked up these books and are mm. using them with their students. Isn't so that fabulous? It's really, it's terrific, it's terrific.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah and inspiring a lot of other students. To
3: inspiring a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got, you know, a nice little uh, pathway going now between um, Galt Elementary and uh Sephardi Middle School and then Soquel High or Harbor High where students in, at all three schools are experiencing the, a project in their classroom.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: getting that kind of emphasis on writing through all years of their, their uh, schooling yeah. and getting their books at Bookshop Santa Cruz really has them identify as writers.
2: Uh which
3: is a huge thing for students to be able to do. To call themselves a published writer just takes them up a notch
4: Uh in their own
3: minds as well as the public's mind so then they they can claim that um, label for themselves Uh as a published author. Um, There's a great story that I love to tell about one of our students in our very first project ever at Galt Elementary, who was um homeless at the time and um family was in a difficult situation and he wrote a story about a car accident that his family had been in mm. traveling between Watsonville and Santa Cruz on a rainy night mm-hmm. and in the course during the course of the accident his mother was thrown from the car and dragged several feet mm. And because of the chaos surrounding an accident like that, he didn't see her right away, and so was whisked off, as was his mother, in an ambulance to the hospital. So he's writing about all this and talking about the first time that he went to see his mother in the hospital after the accident. And he wrote down that he went to see his mother in the hospital and he was scared. And the writing project assistant Asked him, well, what did it feel like in your body? Mm -hmm. Trying Mm -hmm. to elicit a little bit more descriptive language Mm -hmm. just than to say, I was scared. Mm -hmm. Because that's, as we all know, that's telling us, it's not showing us. Right. So we were encouraging him to write a little bit more detail about that. So when that question was posed to him, He thought about it for a while, and then he said, It felt like my heart jumped out of my body.
4: Mm,
3: Wow. It was such a powerful statement that when it came time to create the title for that book, the students all pulled out phrases from each other's stories and then voted on them. And that phrase... Became the title of the book. It had the most votes from the classroom.
2: Wow, isn't that great?
3: And then, when we went to the to do the reading with those students in the auditorium with all kinds of family and friends, it was our first one. so it was a big event. We were selling tacos there. <laughs> we had a, somebody there, you know, and it was we had all our books for sale there that we'd done so far and this young man was waiting to go on stage with some of his friends, and they were all talking excitedly and nervously
4: mm-hmm. about
3: having to get up on stage and read parts of their stories. Um, and this, this young man was so excited and so proud about not only getting his story published and telling it so well, but also getting the title of the book.
4: Mm. That
3: there was a pause as he and his friends were talking and then all of a sudden he said, "I'm going to be an author when I grow up." Oh. Wow. And regardless of whether or not he does, mm-hmm. he still will always identify as that person yes. who wrote that story, yeah. as that person who got the title of the book. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
3: he'll be able to own that for the rest of his life.
2: Right.
3: So right. it was just wonderful to be able to hear him say that. Yeah. And claim that.
2: Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. Well, I'm just so excited about your program and about how it's affecting the young people in Santa Cruz County. And... um We're going to be back in a minute, and we're going to meet some other people that are part of the program. It'll be really fun. Right, sounds good. I'd love to hear some of the readings and things um, that we have um, that you have from the kids. So Uh that'll be great.
3: Good, be happy to share those.
2: Okay, so we'll be right back. This is Robin White Turtle Lisney, and the show is Evolve.
0: Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture, with your host. Robin, White Turtle, Liz nee. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve.
2: So we're back, and this is Robin white turtle listening and I'm here with Julia Kiapala, who is the director of the Young Writers Program, and uh, she's been director since 2011 and has been working with children all through the county of Santa Cruz, and um, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. It's
3: good to be here.
2: Yeah. And so she's going to read a few poems from the children that have um, been written by kids. And are these from Juvenile Hall?
3: These two, I'm going to read a couple of short ones that were written by students at Juvenile Hall. Mm -hmm. And this was the spring of 2013. Mm -hmm. So this book is um, a year and a half old, but this is the one that I was talking about that has such a great impact on both students and volunteers in the classroom alike, that um, I just wanted to share some of these poems. Mm. It's an incredibly powerful experience for everybody involved. So this one uh, doesn't have a title and it's uh, by Louie. If money really talks, it can hold a conversation higher than constellations. Got me facing probation I leave a trail of ashes right behind me. Now if you get lost in the smoke, you know how to find me.
4: Wow,
3: hmm. Pretty powerful. Yeah. And And this one is called The Tiger by Giovanni. The tiger experiences life alone. The tiger learns to conquer the world all on its own. The tiger gets sad and mad. The tiger never meets its dad. The tiger lives in a concrete jungle. The tiger, as a cub, stumbles and falls. The tiger is a warrior. The tiger is a survivor, numb to it all. Mm. Wow. So they're, they're really powerful. They really get the opportunity to express some of the things that are going on with them, not only just as some of the typical things that teenagers go through, Mm
4: -hmm. but
3: because of their specific situations, family life, uh, experiences that they've had Mm -hmm. that have deeply, deeply impacted their lives.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's from Voices from the Inside. That
3: one's uh, from the book called Voices from the Inside. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a beautiful book. All of our books are... Uh, designed by Justin Carter,
4: mm-hmm.
3: who uh, we can talk about that in a little bit, sure. is an alumna of um, 826 Valencia.
2: Oh, yeah, talk so, about that a little. So he was, um, yeah. Are, what is 826 Valencia? So then?
3: 826 Valencia is who we are essentially modeled after. Mm-hmm. And 826 Valencia. Is a program in San Francisco that began in 2002, co founded by the writer Dave Eggers and the educator Nineveh Caligari. And we've been working with Nineveh since our inception to really um, get this program going. She's been an advisor to us, which has been lovely. Oh, and uh, 826 Valencia really began as Dave Egger's brainchild, uh, looking around at a lot of his friends who were educators and being mystified as to why they couldn't help more with their students' writing. Mm -hmm. And they all said, you know, Dave, we've got 30, 35 kids in a classroom, and trying to give them detailed personal feedback that will really help their writing just Mm -hmm. isn't possible. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: So he decided to open a tutoring center in San Francisco but he couldn't open a tutoring center. Uh, They found this place at 826 Valencia. They couldn't really get a space there because it was zoned commercial. So they said you have to have a a storefront there, uh, not a service uh, business. Mm. So they looked around and they looked at the walls of the place, which were all wood paneled, and they said, you know, this kind of looks like a pirate supply store, like a pirate ship. So let's (laughs) create a pirate supply store. So that's what they did. And it serves as this wonderful, wonderful, engaging, um, exciting portal into the tutoring center mm-hmm. that lies behind it.
4: Mm. So
3: students have to pass through the pirate supply store to get to the <laughs> tutoring center and they sell things like eye patches and they sell lard and you know they have all kinds of wacky stuff there uh-huh. um, so they have since gone on eight twenty six Valencia has um, created a, a, a nonprofit arm called 826 National, and there are now 826s all over the country in major cities, Chicago, Boston, Los Angeles, Seattle, uh, New York, um, I might be le- uh, leaving somebody else. Out, I can't remember, but uh, they are a, a national program, and there's all kinds of wacky storefronts. There's a there's a superhero supply store. Mm. There's a um, um a robot supply store. Mm-hmm. There's the Museum of Unnatural History. Uh, <laughs> so they they come up with some wild and crazy things to mm. create these portals that'll lead into tutoring centers. And Uh then they do wonderful, wonderful writing projects with the students, Uh either during the day as part of uh, their field trip program or after school.
2: And now do they also go into the schools, like the Young Writers Program? Yes,
3: they go into the schools too. Um, We have, the Young Writers Program has its in-classroom program, mm-hmm. and then we also have a dedicated writing room program mm-hmm. at Brent Sephardi Middle School. And then um, we are planning on, and this is incredibly exciting, creating a tutoring center and storefront at the Museum of Art and History
4: oh, here in
3: downtown Santa Cruz, which the storefront will be called the Museum of Heart and and mystery. Oh, so we're really looking uh, toward a September 2016 opening for that
4: Oh, great!
3: and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The Museum of Art and History is poised to become the nexus of downtown. They're revitalizing and remodeling Abbott Square and it's going to be just the hot spot in downtown. So we're That's really great. pleased to be part of that oh, and working yeah. with them to get that going for local students who then will be able to see the museum as well. So they've been an incredible partner and, again, very generous in uh, uh, the mission, in our mission and supporting our mission, which is really very closely aligned to theirs, too, to, yeah. to uh, um, explore one's creativity and uh, be inspired.
2: Well what a great title. I mean it's so Santa Cruz. Oh it Heart is, and isn't history. it? Art and Mystery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, so I know. Cruz, it's very
3: it's terrific. It's terrific. I,
2: I love how all these different portals have created uh shops that are you know, the storefronts that are actually very specific to their locale. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they've come up with things that are yeah. Quite creative for oh, a yeah. particular uh, oh, yeah. city or yeah, yeah, yeah. county. I or was whatever. just
3: at the New York City um, 826, and that's the um, superhero supply store. So. They sell capes, and then you can stand on a platform with your cape, and they have a wind machine that will blow your cape back, and, <laughs> you know, all kinds of crazy, wonderful things like that. So. Uh-huh.
2: And then the tutoring in the back. And then the, the
3: tutoring in the back. Isn't that fabulous? Yeah, it's terrific. It's terrific. So it's, you know, it's
2: school, but it's
3: not school.
0: You're listening to Evolve with host Robin Lizney on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. Enjoy the show.
2: Hi, this is your host for Evolve, Robin White-Turtle-Lisney. And I wanted to share with you a few of the other things that I do in the world beside the radio show. In addition, I'm an energy medicine practitioner in the Bay Area and across the country by phone. And I work uh, through East-West Bookshop in Mountain View, California. So you can always find me there on Fridays. In addition, I have um, five books uh Four of them are nonfiction, and one is a fiction book uh, that's actually based on facts called Poems for the Lost Deer. The other books are Heart Path, Heart Path Handbook, and prior to that, Sacred Living and Dancing Up the Moon. Um, My more recent books, Heart Path and Heart Path Handbook, uh, teach people self-love, and this is the foundation of my practice, that love does heal all things you can find out more uh about my work on my website www.thecenterforthesoul.com and uh, you can also check out the books on www.bluebonebooks.com and now we'll go back to the show so this is Robin White Turtle and the show's evolved and I'm here uh with Julia Chiapella and Mariah Goncharov, who are involved in the Young Writers Program. Uh, Mariah is the volunteer coordinator for the program. And uh, she's graduated from Evergreen State College uh, with a BA in political science and community organizing. Uh, She's born and raised in Santa Cruz and she took an AmeriCorps position as volunteer coordinator for the Young Writers Program to give back to her own community. She's also a dance instructor, and she continues to be part of the dance community in Santa Cruz. Um, her political science degree includes an emphasis on Middle Eastern study, and she pl- studies and she plans to attend the American University in Beirut at some point in the future to get a master's degree in Arab and Middle Eastern studies. Welcome, Mariah.
5: Thanks for having
2: me. Yeah. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, the program and how you train volunteers and what you do, how you get them to come <laughs> <laughs> to to be a question. recruit them. So, how tell me about the recruiting first, and then we'll go into the uh, training and what there was required for mm-hmm. people to go into the schools here.
5: Well, we work with the universities in Santa Cruz a lot, um, like. Cabrillo, CSUMB, UCSC, and we get their education students and they do their placements with the Young Writers Program. We just got 20 UCSC students for next winter, which is really exciting. Wow, that's fabulous. I was actually in the midst of emailing all of them. So we have 20 UCSC students who are on the road to becoming future teachers, working in the classrooms, and a lot of our other volunteers are retired teachers who, I guess, miss the classroom and want to go back. And I would say that's the majority of our volunteers. And then other community members who just want to get involved, and mm-hmm. a lot of writers. We have a lot of writers who want to teach children writing.
2: Yeah. Well, Santa Cruz is rife with writers. <laughs> we yeah. have lots of them here. Artists in, artists in so general. Artists in general. Lots of artists, yeah, too. Yeah, Yeah. Well, that's a great way to get people involved as, as students. It's terrific, because they get some experience. And they can put that on their resume, but right. then they're also engaging the children. In
5: and it's often a different relationship. Sometimes you know the kids relate more to the younger students. Not always. Sometimes they work better with the older students, but it's nice to have a wider range of ages in the
2: classroom. Right, right. That's exciting. Yeah, so then how do you go about training them? Tell, tell us a little bit about the training.
5: Not really my responsibility. I mean, we, I get them to the training, but then we usually have other instructors leading the actual training. Uh-huh. But I would say the thing we focus on most at our trainings is meeting the students where they're at and not coming into the classroom with expectations. Uh-huh. Um, we really focus on getting writing on the page rather than grammar and conjunctions and all of those things you typically focus on when you're learning writing in the school system.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and then trying to inspire the kids to get excited about mm-hmm. the particular topic, Yeah. Too. We hear way more about the ideas. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so great. That's so great. So, what do you find the most challenging about being a volunteer coordinator? Because I know being a coordinator, having been one myself. <laughs> I know that there are lots of challenges that can come up, but what 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 is it for you? I'm just curious.
5: Um, I would say that our a lot of our volunteers have very busy lives, and that they may be really enthusiastic about the program. Sometimes there are just projects that don't work with anyone's schedule, and what do you do then? Mm. So we only have so many volunteers, and we can only do the best we can. Mm. Also, people. Leaving the project for some reason at the last minute is mm. always really difficult, yeah. and has happened a few times. And you always have to scramble mm. and make it work, but we always do. Yeah. It always ends in
3: a success, I would say. That's yeah. why we always are looking for more volunteers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, So if people want to volunteer, go to our website,
2: yeah.
3: YoungWritersProgram dot. Well, actually, it's SantaCruzWrites dot program dot. Yeah. Org. Santa Cruz Rights mm-hmm. Young Writers Program. Mm-hmm. No? Are you sure? Puzzle. Oh, yes.
2: okay. okay. <laughs> looking at it. Yeah. 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 So, so
3: Santa Cruz right? dot. You can just Google Young Writers Program uh-huh. and it'll come up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's really wow. the easiest way to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. And so. we're always looking for donations too. We need donations from folks to keep mm-hmm. this going, to get the uh, program going in the Museum of Art and History, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that students. Publications are are built and and made. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
3: All of it, of course, costs money. Yeah, so.
4: right.
3: And we want to keep as much of that focus on the students. So really, our overhead is pretty low. So people should know that when they do donate, it's really going to go to the students. Mm-hmm. So that's who's going to be
2: benefiting from their donation. Mm-hmm. That's a great. That's great. So, is there anything else you want to share, Mariah, about the program, or about working for it, or about Uh, coordinating, all those volunteers.
5: This has been a really amazing job and a really amazing opportunity and we have a bunch of really great projects coming up in the winter, so we'd oh. love to get as many volunteers as we can. So, yeah. yeah,
2: please get in touch with us and we can give you more information. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about some of those projects. What, what do you have going? Right. Our next
5: project is the second phase of the Home, Heart, and Happiness Project at Brant Supporting Middle School. We're doing a project where we're working with all of the 8th grade students at Brant forty eight. and at the end of the year we're going to publish a book that includes work from every student.
2: Wow. And we
5: completed our first phase with Wendy Thompson's 8th grade class. And in January 7th through February 12th, we're going to be working with Sandra Jennings' 8th grade class. So they're going to meet from 9 to 10 a.m. on Thursdays and Fridays between January 7th and February 12th
2: how great! How exciting! We're still looking for more volunteers for that project. Uh uh-huh. Sounds like a big one with all yeah. the all the students involved. Well, that great.
5: one is just going to be with Sandra Jennings. Uh-huh. so oh, there's uh-huh. going to be about thirty students, I think. Uh-huh. Oh, that's exciting. So phase
3: yeah. three, which will begin in February. Yes,
5: I actually. <clears> <in> <clears throat> that is February fifteenth through March twenty fourth. Uh-huh. Is the last phase of the Red Forty project, and we're going to need there's going to be sixty students in oh. that. Wow. Yeah, so we're going to need a lot of yeah, volunteers.
0: That's two,
3: two classrooms, um, two classes that are taught by Sarah Goldfarb. Right. Uh-huh. So the 60 students, and we need about 12 volunteers.
2: So. Oh. oh, wow.
3: Fortunately, we have returning volunteers. Uh-huh. We've had people who've been here since the very inception of the program and mm-hmm. who love doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots. We do have a cadre of volunteers mm-hmm. that continues to uh, step up and be involved in the classroom, but we're always looking for more.
2: Yeah, I can I can imagine with the the breadth of the program that you have, with so many people, um, so many students, you know, doing little s- small groups of five or six or seven or something, the five kids. Right. That's that's fantastic because then they really. But then you need a volunteer for per per pod or right. group, per group. So that's yeah. Right. group. Yeah. And the smaller we can make the groups, really, the better for the students. Yeah.
3: Yeah, sure. yeah. So the more volunteers, the better. Yeah. And what's really going to be exciting is when we get our tutoring center going, we're going to be meeting volunteers in that tutoring center, and that's going to be a fabulous, fun place for volunteers to be.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: everybody should stay tuned and be sure and volunteer come September, because yeah. that will be terrific to be involved at the Museum
2: mm-hmm. of
3: Heart and Mystery.
2: Yeah, so great. <laughs> now, how many volunteers do you have all together right now, Janine? I want to say active,
5: maybe ninety.
2: Wow, yeah. that's fabulous! But
5: like I said, the scheduling is so difficult that yeah. it's hard to get all of those volunteers working on projects.
2: Right, right, right.
5: So right. if our pool is bigger, we have higher chances
2: of success getting uh-huh. enough volunteers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, ninety—that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big program. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
3: think we maybe have might have about one hundred and thirty in our our list. Yeah, but uh-huh. um, working on projects is, um, now I think we have between 40 and 50 each year uh-huh. that are, are actually working on projects. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Great. Yeah.
2: Great. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, I really appreciate Mariah stopping by and helping yeah. us um, understand more about the Young Writers Program. Yeah, of course. And um, we're going to uh, take a little break and come right back, and then Julia's going to uh, do some more reading of some of the students' work. So this is Robin White-Turtle with me, and the show is Evolve, and I'm speaking with Julia Kiapella and Mariah Goncharoff, who are part of the Young Writers Program in Santa Cruz County. We'll be right back. So this is Robin White Turtlefny, the show is Evolve, and we're back for our final segment of uh, our show today about the Young Writers program in Santa Cruz County and I'm with with Julia Chiappella who's the director. And uh, Julia's gonna talk a little bit about some of the other writing that's happening here so you want to read from some of the students
3: yeah I thought maybe um, before I moved into that mm-hmm. that I could mention uh, because Mariah did her best but she's right in that she um, isn't technically responsible for the training hmm but I wanted people to be sure and know that we do train our volunteers and we have about five trainings over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. One that deals with best practices, so how to be in the classroom and um, follow the teacher's lead, and be sure to be an active listener for the students, um, covering some basics like that in order to encourage students uh, generation of ideas and voice in their writing.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And then we also have a, um, uh, the traits of good writing, workshop um, where volunteers go in deeper about the elements that are involved in good writing, Mm -hmm. uh, the organization, uh, as I mentioned before, and the imagery, and the word choice, and the sentence fluency. And And, then we also.
2: Showing not telling. (laughs) Absolutely. Showing not
3: telling is a big one. Uh, And then we have another workshop called uh, Working with English Language Learners that's taught by a um, bilingual teacher from Santa Cruz County. She's actually moved to uh, Fresno now, but we continue to get her back because she's a wonderful trainer who um, gives our volunteers some information and strategies on how to work with students for whom English is not their first language,
4: mm-hmm.
3: so those students often have an awful lot to contribute and don't necessarily get the chance to because they're trying so hard to catch up and, and learn the mechanics of uh, the second language.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So. At any rate, our volunteers are well trained
4: mm-hmm. to be
3: in the classroom and work with students, mm-hmm. and we afford them lots of opportunities to continue to improve their skills mm-hmm. in working with those students.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's fantastic! Well, and I, I know the people, some people that are in it, and I, you know, I've. Um, Volunteered around the fringes, but those that have been in the classroom are so enthusiastic about it. I mean, that's what I love about hearing uh, some of my friends that are involved in the it, program. It's
3: really kind of a nice, it's a sweet spot of volunteering because it's we ask for two hours a week, and oh, that's
2: uh, not very much. That's not very much
3: at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can certainly um, volunteer for more, but that's our um, minimum is two mm-hmm. hours a week, and each project is generally two hours a week. Mm-hmm. and they last from six to eight weeks. So it's oh. it's time limited, and you can jump in and jump out depending on what kind of project you want to work with, what kind of um, age level you want to work with, grade mm-hmm. level you want to work with. So it's a beautiful little way to dip your toe in and decide if this is something you would like to do and um, know that you have the opportunity to choose from a among several projects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's really a lovely little bit of volunteering that people can do. Yeah, yeah. that sounds great. And the, the, the dynamic it is so sweet what happens between these volunteers and the students because mm-hmm. a bond is developed.
4: Sure. And
3: the students love their volunteers. Mm-hmm. So know that if you do step up to volunteer you can expect to get a wonderful thank you note for the most part depending on the teacher, uh, from these students. But even if that doesn't happen, the students have such genuine regard for their volunteers Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. it's a very bittersweet parting Mm -hmm. when the end of the project comes up. Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, and how long is the training? I mean, the training, you said you did about five a year. There's five of a year. Two of
3: them are repeated. So we repeat the best practices once in September, once in January, and then the Traits of Good Writing is in October and February. Mm -hmm. So those are repeated, and the English language, working with English language learners, is in November.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: So uh, three of those have already gone by. We have our next training coming up January 9th here Mm -hmm. at the County Office of Education from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So oh. it's a three-hour training,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and
3: we give you free bagels.
2: <laughs> free
3: bagels, free coffee. So We feed you, too. Yeah, that's great. So we're very appreciative of the work that our volunteers do for us. We couldn't... if They're the backbone of this program, right. and we couldn't be doing it without a lot of volunteer effort.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I, having run volunteer programs myself, I know that... It takes a lot of coordination and then timing according to when the volunteers can, you know, do the training. Of course. And so then that's challenging and getting it all coordinated and getting all the classrooms coordinated. It's a big job. Right. It's a big job. Yeah. But we're up for it. Yeah. We're up for it. Yeah. So, Julia, you've got a couple of things you want to read? I've
3: got a couple of pieces I want to read. Mm -hmm. One of them is from this beautiful hardback, full-color book that we did last year called The Art of Who I Am. We got a couple of um, artists thanks to our collaboration with Museo Eduardo Carrillo, which is an online museum Mm. that is headquartered here in Santa Cruz, and ably... um, Uh, directed by Betsy Anderson, and uh, we collaborated on this project, The Art of Who I Am, by bringing these artists to the students and using their artwork as a jumping-off point for personal narratives
4: that the students
3: wrote. So the two artists were Lorraine Garcia-Nacata from San Francisco and Jose Lozano from Los Angeles. And their artwork is in this book, and it is a beautiful, beautiful book. We're so mm-hmm. proud of this book. Um,
2: and it seems like you have a, a picture of uh, of artwork yes. and then the the student's story yes. that insp- was inspired by. So
3: every spread in this book has the artwork featured on the left-hand side of the page and the student's story across from it on the right-hand side mm-hmm. of the page. Mm-hmm. And this piece I wanted to read is just part... Of one of the students' pieces, his name is Edgar Cuevas, and he wrote about his family coming to this country and um, struggling initially because people uh, made fun of not only his dad but uh, his his uh, son, the writer of this story as well. And um, they eventually did very well, and he this. Young man was so poised and professional when he read this piece at our year end event, I just was very impressed by his demeanor and mm-hmm. his um his responsibility and ownership and pride in having mm-hmm. written this story and sharing it with people mm-hmm. so this is the very last two paragraphs of what he wrote. It is very sad to see people being judged by the way they look, what race they are, if they are poor or rich, or the way they talk. Eleanor Roosevelt said, Great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. I am not a great mind, but I know being racist is very disrespectful and an immature thing to do. My family and I experienced a lot of racism, and it was really hard for us to overcome it in this country. Mexicans are not the only ones going through this. There are many different races that are being judged every day, physically and emotionally. In my opinion, we should do something about it and not just stay quiet. It is time to speak up.
2: Wow, and the picture next to it uh, is a drawing of a young African-American girl, and it looks like um, could be any race it could be any
3: girl. any race but yeah. definitely uh, lighter skinned. Yeah. so
2: yeah.
3: Uh, possibly a Caucasian or an Asian girl and uh-huh. then an African American girl who are back to back and they're both blindfolded and they're holding hands yeah. so the implication in that piece of artwork by Lorraine Garcia Nakata is that friendship is, is essentially color blind
4: mm. so
3: yeah. um, Edgar picked that piece of art to base his on, and wrote very poignantly about his family's experiences.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. It's a beautiful
3: little story that mm. he wrote, and um, I'm just so proud of him and what he did. Mm-hmm. So, um, then I thought I would read this poem, which is very apropos for Santa Cruz. It's from the book, Caring for Our World, that we did last year with all four one school districts throughout the county.
4: Wow. So
3: it was uh, Pacific Elementary, Bonnie Dune Elementary, Mountain Elementary, and Happy Valley Elementary. Mm -hmm. And this poem I'm going to read is, it actually opens the book. It's from a student at Pacific Elementary by the name of Rel Haywood and her poem is called Ocean. As I plunge into the depth of the ocean, I can feel the shock of infinite darkness pulsing through my body, the deep dark blue feeling pressing on me from all sides, the icy cold texture of salty but smooth water leaking into my skin. But when I emerge, those feelings pass, and all I can think of, is the wind biting and nipping at me like frigid fingernails against my flesh. I sink my icy cold toes into your warming body, the reflection of the broad sunlight shimmering off your gold shiny body. Almost blinding me so bright, the feeling of your body calms me and tells me to let go, to breathe in your rainbows and let go of my sins.
2: Oh, how so beautiful! It's just so
3: beautiful. These young people write so eloquently mm. and simply and truthfully Mm. about what's going on with them Mm. and the world around them. Mm
2: -hmm. So
3: that's caring for our world. Again, all of our books are on sale at Bookshop Santa Cruz. And that's
2: a pretty hefty book. Yeah. That's a
3: big one. It's, yeah. What, we had
2: almost 200 pages it looks like.
3: Yeah, it's uh, 300 oh, almost. Oh my
2: heaven. 300
3: mm-hmm. and what is it? 70 something pages. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's, it's a big it one. has
2: mostly poetry in it or it, it has poetry
3: and uh, and prose.
2: Uh-huh. So, but uh-huh.
3: primarily poetry. Yeah. yeah primarily poetry. Wonderful. So, yeah. yeah. So I think the students at at um Bonnie Dune Elementary wrote little expository pieces about taking care of the world. Mm-hmm. So those mm-hmm. are in there, too.
2: Oh, how great. Yeah, I love how her poem describes what the ocean does, you mm-hmm. know, and how plunging your feet into it, you know, takes something from you, takes your worries from you, mm-hmm. grief from you. Absolutely. So she yeah. really picked up on that. She did. It's she
3: did. It's a, it's a beautiful little piece. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, Julia, thank you so much for... Um agreeing to be interviewed today, and I love talking about young writers program and um to support it because it's such a great uh great adventure here in Santa Cruz county.
3: Oh, thank you, Robin. Yeah. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to let people know about it and to talk to you and see you again yeah, and I hope we get you back in the classroom sometime. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, that could be a possibility. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Um, I've been speaking with Julia Chiappella, who is the director of the Young Writers Program in Santa Cruz County, and it serves um, all eight school districts here in the county and um, many, many students with over 100 volunteers. So it's pretty exciting. So thanks again. Um, Thank you. Yeah, all right. Uh, This is Robin White-Turtle with me, and the show is Evolve.
0: Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Caracella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for Convergence with John Caracella, Sunday morning at 1030 a.m.